0: Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling it. Here we go.
1: Ow! Iron, you don't have to mosh with me. You can stay seated. Well, I'm in a mosh pit. So this is Howdy, everybody. About. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Anti-Wave. Yes, it is. A podcast all about the vices that Hollywood will not focus on. And that's
0: good, Robert, because the film we're doing is... Vice. Vice. That's right. That's right. And our top five? Is top five political movies. Political movies. movies. Yeah. Political movies.
1: Now, I want to say up front, I yes. purposely did not include uh, documentaries. I didn't because I felt like that's almost a genre unto itself. Uh, I'm not sure if you did or not, but I, I purposely didn't. I didn't, but I didn't make a conscious choice not to. Yeah. But that's an interesting
0: decision you made, and I get it. I, I do understand why. And also, I want to say we decided to not go with um, political satirical. Just yeah, we talked about satire. We talked about that, so yeah. they're just
1: political movies. Mm-hmm. By the
0: way, Happy New Year.
1: Hey, bud. Yeah. It's Happy New, New Year. Year's Eve. Yeah, sure And it is. so that's...
0: here we are recording a podcast. It's,
1: we record this on New Year's Eve. This will be posted on New Year's Day. On New Year's Day. But yeah.
0: here we are spending our New Year's Eve together. Now, what does this tell you? It says either we're really dedicated and want to come through for our listeners, or we have no friends. Yeah. Well, and and we have no life whatsoever. We're recording
1: this downtown, so if you listen closely, you can hear people counting down the last few minutes of 2018. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. that's not going to start yet. Okay.
0: They're cleaning out all the homeless people. Did you hear about that? No. To what? make, it was on the news. They're pushing them aside to make room for the revelers. The revelers? Is that the right word? Is that the wrong word? Reveler. Yeah, revelers. Joey gave me a thumbs up. Yes. That's the right word. The revelers. So it's kind of ironic. There's something about this a little bit smarmy. Get, pushing them aside, saying, get out of here. You can't be here downtown. We have to party. <laughs> There's something about that juxtaposition. They they're allowed. They're, they can
1: party too. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, uh, any
0: resolutions you making Any new Uh,
1: resolutions? My my resolution this year is, and it's really hard to do, but I'm going to try to keep doing this podcast with you. That's my resolution. But
0: you're making it sound like it's a chore. Oh, like it's difficult.
1: Did it come across like that? Uh, No, uh, I didn't mean it like that. I Uh, just meant I'm going to steal myself for the rest of the year to mm. have to sit in the same room with you and discuss film. Nice. That's really. I'm going to push myself as hard as I can to do it. Now. I've been known to fail in a lot of my uh, my my previous New Year's resolutions, so yeah. don't hold me to it. But you know that's my goal.
0: That's very nice. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I'm gonna go home now.
1: Uh,
0: my New Year's resolution is just to continue to be a, a good pal for you and your pregnant wife. Don't you have to start to be a good pal first? <gasps> no, no. Hey, bud, but yeah. uh, let's get some mail done. The, you're saying it's time for the mail. Yeah. Okay. Um, help us make our podcast better. We look forward to reading your letter. We received one mail. What was our topic
1: last week? Imagination film. That's films. right, imagination
0: yeah. film. This individual did include a few we didn't include, including the Imaginatorium of Dr. Parnassius. Did you see that movie? Imagine-
1: Amer- yeah, Imaginarium.
0: Whatever, of, of Dr. Parnassius. I saw that in the theater.
1: Did you ever see it? No, I didn't.
0: Ugh. Was it bad? It was laborious. But it did have to do with imagination. I was on a blind date.
1: Yeah, I, I knew it. I mean, it has Imaginarium in there, so yeah, I knew yeah. I, that was one of the ones that I, I came across as I was thinking about, you know, imagination films, but I'd not seen it, and I was like, well, it's got a, a an imagination in the title, but uh, it's I, got I, a, it never yeah. really uh, never really resonated with me in, enough to, to go see it. I, I, I am interested in this guy's... Uh, another suggestion that this writer wrote in about, which is Jacob's Ladder. Who? Jacob's Ladder is a great film. Have you ever seen it? It is, and
0: I saw it in the theater, but help... Uh, so. Well, yeah, I guess imagination
1: He's going insane. Yes. And he can't discern whether or not the flashbacks that he's having from um from he's having Vietnam flashbacks, whether they're real or not. Right. And yeah, I think that was that's really good. And along that same lines, that that reminds me of the wall, Pink Floyd's The Wall. There a lot of that is imagination. It's about a guy going crazy. Huh. Yeah. So, we
0: don't need no
1: Okay, sorry. You got your singing, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, he also mentioned the cell, and there too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you see that film? Mm -hmm. I saw that in the theater also. And I suppose the tripping out and that whole thing about the mind and virtual reality and what's real and what's not.
1: Yeah, the serial killer and going into that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was with what's her name, Jennifer
1: Lopez. Lopez.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we thank our reader for those additional imagination
1: movies. Hey, man. Yeah. Let's talk about Vice. Oh, really? Yeah. We're gonna get right into it. Let's do it. Wow, Robert. Talk us through it. Vice is a kind of satirical biopic about uh, about Dick Cheney, vice president behind George Bush, George W. Bush. And uh, that's about it. I mean, it's kind of a biopic about his life and his time in office. Okay. What do you think? Wow. Well, well said. That Rock, was well said. That, no, uh, <laughs> it was a one-sentence well, summary. Said,
0: <laughs> well, well, it was said. Well, (laughs) what do you think, Ira? What do you think about the film? I am of two schools of thought, and I really can't wait to talk to you about this. I saw the movie about five or six days ago, so it's not super, super fresh, but again, I'm ready to rock and roll with this film. I liked it, and I liked the way it was made, and it was shot by that director. Adam McKay. Yes, who's got a reputation with his other films. What was the film on Wall Street that he did? The Big Short. Yes, and it's almost flippant and playful in its approach almost a tongue-in-cheek attitude um, and I, I like the movie for what it was but Robert here's the core point I've been dying to talk to you about this about the agenda the filmmakers yeah. had in putting this movie together we've spoken a lot about this with other movies especially movies like JFK yeah where it alters our perception of how we think it really went down. Uh, what was it I said? More people saw the movie JFK than those who read the Warren Report. So it affects how what we think to be real. Well, and to
1: JFK's defense, it's act, even though JFK is long, it's, it's less time commitment to sit down and watch the movie than it is to read the whole Warren <laughs> Report. That's true. That's true.
0: But the point still stands that it does affect our reality. And I thought, here's my operative word. I thought the movie, I liked it. I thought it was snarky. Yes. Sn- I love that word. This hit me at three in the morning. It's a snarky film. It just is. Yeah. But how did you feel about A, the movie, and B, about what I brought up about objectivity and an agenda from the part of the Hollywood filmmakers? Well,
1: certainly, I, I, I agree with you. Well, there go the papers. <laughs> oh, you lost the headphones, too. I you was just a keep mess. keep talking while I bend over. <laughs> yeah. A line. yeah. Just like normal, huh? Just like Saturday night. Uh, I'll keep talking while you bend over. The, the scene that really epitomizes what you're talking about to me is the scene where Dick Cheney turns to Rumsfeld. And after he's been working in the White House for a while, he he approaches him and says, what do we believe? And Rumsfeld just bursts out into laughter and just closes the door on his face. Right, right. And to me... Snarky. Yeah. Yes. I mean... I, I the way that it was depicted made it seem as if that actually happened, and i don't I don't believe that either one of them would have done that i I think first of all, Cheney never would have asked that because I'm sure he has his own beliefs. I don't believe that you get into politics without ever forming some beliefs. You don't get elected to an, an op- you don't get you, you don't get uh, uh, you don't get involved in in the White House uh, or sorry the uh, the Senate, what do you call that the um, uh, apprentice program or whatever. Without forming some form of, of political ideas. Intern? Yeah, the internship, right? That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think if he had said that to Rumsfeld of what do we believe, Rumsfeld would have had to seriously consider like, are you that fucking naive that you don't understand what we're doing here? Right. And it made, it, it made the whole thing seem like it was a, um, the whole uh, vice presidentship, it made it seem like as as if that's all it was, was a power grab. And I I don't think that's what it was. Agreed. I think it was, uh, people were very scared after September 11th. A lot of the measures that were taken were put into place in order to, uh, frankly, spy on Americans for the benefit of Americans. Right. Because there was no other way that they saw to get that work done. It was like, look, we have to do something that's really ugly here in order to protect ourselves. It was a nasty beat.
0: Yeah. It was a mean-spirited beat. Yeah. And I don't think it reflected reality. Well, it I made both of
1: them. It made Rumsfeld look look evil. It made Cheney look stupid. Like a doofus. And right. then then they both kind of switch roles uh, by the end of the film.
0: Right, 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 right. So I, I, I want to... I'm, I'm really glad. So we're on the same page with this point about the, the yeah. Hollywood liberal agenda that certainly managed to filter as a major part of this film. I like the rhythm of the movie. I like the pacing. I did think it was tongue in cheek and a little bit whimsical at times. Yeah. It was playful. We saw the director do the same device before halfway through. Suddenly we see the closing credit crawl yeah. and we know that's not real. It's too soon, but he does these playful things throughout and, and I, I was on board for that ride, but I couldn't get past the agenda, which did seem uh Uh, Heavy-handed Heavy-handed It was um, Yeah Heavy-handed
1: And I guess In a film like this We kind of want A more um, Unbiased look Wouldn't that be nice I I think most people Want something That's a little bit Less uh, One-sided Right Right Now I think To people who Who want to hear What they want to hear I mean look People watch Fox News Because they want That kind of News reporting People watch CNN Because they want That kind of News reporting And I think There's a a whole flock of people Who will go to this movie Because that's what they want to see And I right. think he's making this film For those people right. For right. those moviegoers Right, right And I do think it brings up A really interesting question about I mean Adam McKay is He's had <coughs> a long history In uh, in comedy Saturday And Night Saturday Night, Saturday Night, Night Live yeah, yeah. And uh, you know Talladega Nights And Step Brothers These comedy movies That are just outright Farcical comedies Slapstick comedies At that And now he's starting to kind of dip his toe in the water of films like The Big Short, which did have a little bit of kind of absurdist comedy to it, and the same here, Vice has a little bit more. Right, I've talked right. about Bertolt Brecht a lot, and and this yep. is definitely Brechtian. Absolutely. Where he's he's talking the, to the, the audience, audience breaking right. the fourth wall. Uh, you, you have these devices that remind you constantly that you're watching a film, uh, like the credits rolling in the middle of the movie. It's mm-hmm. a commentary about film itself. Um, and, of course, the famous... Uh, credit sequence at the end of the real credits. Uh, like I shouldn't say at the in the end. It's like in the middle of the credit sequence. You want to walk us through it with the focus group? You know yeah, there I mean?
0: were focus groups throughout the film. Right. And uh, actually, the purpose of the focus groups before we got to the end was well, was for what their analysis, their feedback of what we were seeing. Well, was, it was it,
1: okay. So a, a narrative device that they employed was a lot of times it the Republican party, especially Cheney and Rumsfeld, they would poll ideas. They would get a bunch of people in a room and they would ask these people, hey, what do you think about this idea? What if we didn't call it torture? We called it enhanced interrogation or whatever. They would do those kinds of things. Uh, I'm not sure if that was the exact one that they used, but something like that. Mm -hmm. They would try to poll what would be ideal for people to hear. And then in the in credit sequence, they start to flip that on its head and actually critique the film that you've just watched.
0: And that really worked for me. Yeah. And I am putting that down, jumping ahead as one of my money shots. And again, it's at the end of the real credit, near the middle of the ending credit crawl. And they go back to the focus group and somebody complained, this was not an objective movie. And went on about that. And we saw the polarization of the two camps and they went at it physically, didn't like throw things at each other. Yeah. And you know... I feel that that was almost a metaphor for what's going on now that we are quite polarized. So I saw that as a a seed that was planted. And the cherry
1: on top is the girl who starts talking about fast and furious and like, Oh, that looks lit. (laughs) I know. I know. And I do think there's something that's, uh, there's, there's so much within that little scene that encapsulates um, what the whole film was about. I mean, it, it, there's it, it, The whole film almost rests on that little nugget At yes. the very end in a lot of ways And it's it's interesting to to try to discern Is McKay talking about those people as a metaphor For what's going on in America That we have these extreme people Who are fighting with each other And a whole other section of people Who just don't seem to care Or is, is it a commentary about people Who uh, just don't have a connection to politics And they would rather check out this dumb, frilly... Uh, kind of like uh, films like like Fast and Furious, but then that's the kind of films that McKay has made. I mean, up until the past two films, he hasn't made this kind of film. He's made those dumb, silly films. That's funny.
0: And like, physician, heal thyself. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: It's a little bit of hypocrisy going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I think he knew that the movie c- would indeed be criticized for having that agenda, and this
1: was his own way of acknowledging that. Yeah. Uh, then why why had that? A- that In the first place Then why do it Why not remove then, it Then why do it Right 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 I yeah. almost felt like the, uh, Towards the end Okay we should point out Christian Bale's Incredible I want to
0: talk about the acting You go first Go ahead It's,
1: an, it's absolutely I, 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 magic I, Yeah uh, You know you had pitched As a top five uh, A potential top five here Was top five makeup movies
0: That's why I wanted to include it And I
1: really appreciate What you're saying But I don't feel like This is a film about the makeup it's not about special effects it's not a film about creatures or anything like that but the makeup was outstanding and christian bale just melts into the role of dick cheney he's got the snarl down the walk all of it um british joey and i were talking she kind of made the argument that she felt like it was a little almost too much of that snarl but i feel like that's how almost dick like cheney. a
0: cartoon yeah. a caricature but, that's, but i think he really really, he really was, was that, like way. that way i think right? he was really that way um, yeah but i mean yeah.
1: But I feel like he did such an outstanding job And the, the one scene that I really liked of him Which might be one of my money shots Is when he turns to the camera at the very end of the film And he kind of talks about Like why he's doing what he's doing And it almost seemed like Justification It mm-hmm. felt like, no, I'm actually doing this if you, if you analyze the word choice It almost felt like, okay, this makes sense And I'm kind of, I was listening to it going it, Are you defending the the acts of this person that you've been ripping on for the past two hours? I, I couldn't quite tell. It was a mixed tone. That's what bothered me I understand. Me
0: about it. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. The acting, I mean, obviously with what... Um uh, Christian Bale pulled off. It certainly reminded me of The Darkest Hour, Churchill, yeah. with Gary Oldman. I put it right up there in the same category. Yeah, I would too. It was just as the, the makeup blew me away and the mannerisms, everything about it. And, of course, Amy Adams, she's always quite yeah, terrific. And uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's he, awesome. He, he really was. Yeah. He, he really was this film. Um, by the way, Steve the Carell. Steve Steve Carell? Yeah. You know what? What? I don't get him. No, I don't
1: get him. Man, you and producer Joey don't like him too. Really? Much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think he's lucky to be where he is. He's really? always, Steve is always Steve. I don't know. I can't get past that. Well, you know how I felt even last week when we did the Welcome to Marwin. Yeah. Same thing. I don't know. I don't care for him particularly much as an actor. Hmm. Having said that, there I was, like him. You do, don't yeah. you? As an everyman. Yeah. As an I, everyman I buy him. character. Yeah. Uh, the acting was incredible, the makeup was incredible. Again, I I, I tip my hat to the, the whimsicalness, the playfulness, the tongue in cheek, but man, there's that thing about the agenda, and I did react strongly to that. By the way, a very clever beat too about who is the narrator? Who is the narrator? And I thought that was smart. That was smart when we discover who the narrator is. And you're you're yeah. giving me this look yeah. I mean that it was the the, the heart that, yeah. the operation that it, with the, the car crash and everything. That was that was clever
1: and intelligent i thought well it was almost like i mean didn't you again, think I who's like, telling the story did yeah, you wonder about that but i felt like it was also a little heavy-handed <laughs> when we start seeing cheney literally without a heart and it's like, okay okay yeah, we I, get know, you. I know All i know right. i know i know i do i want to go back to what you're saying about yes. steve carell real quick it's weird because i feel like steve carell i feel like steve carell is one of these people that's unoffensive uh but I guess it's strange because I've, I've had two people that are close in my life who don't like Steve Carell. And I'm going, really? He seems like someone that just feels like, doesn't everybody like Steve Carell? Like there's some people, uh, I, I don't particularly agree with everything that Jon Stewart says, but he's kind of a lovable guy. Like he just hmm. feels like that kind of guy of like, ah, oh, it's John Stewart. You know, he's just likable. No? Joey, did you hear what Robert said?
0: We're both close in his life.
1: That's what you took away from that? <laughs> That's the only thing I heard I wasn't talking about you I was talking about Joey And some of my friends Ah <laughs> No um, uh,
0: Do you get what I mean? I, I, intellectually I know what you're saying But on some gut level emotion I just don't care for him as an actor Okay Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work no? for me No hmm. I don't
1: know Yeah Hmm He's what? We talked about this He's okay It's just He seems too self-aware it's
0: Too self-aware Alright Steve Carell is being Steve Carell, anyway. Okay, but um, hmm. anyway, what were we saying? How he was mocking again with the uh, the fake closing credits halfway through about the Cheney family that they're living on this farm, uh, breeding award winning golden retrievers. Yeah. I mean, it was it was funny shtick, but having said that, it was still snarky. I tell you, I woke up in the middle of the night and I wrote it down a piece of it, snarky. That's was it mean spirited? Well. Yeah.
1: Was it respectful to
0: no n- no, it was it was it was mean it was snarky. It was playful. It was can somebody be mean spirited and playful, or does that
1: contradict? Well, I think you're you're making fun of a person, yeah. right? Yeah. Um there were some devices that I thought that were really I thought were funny, you know, the Shakespearean Sonnet moment right in the middle of the film was interesting. The the credits were yep. definitely a memorable scene. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there, there were some gags that were well employed. Yes, I yeah, and I I felt like they did make the whole thing a little bit funnier. Now I will tell you, I I saw this uh, at like at a ten ten showing at right. night, and there were some people snoring in the back. Really? So yeah, several people. So. I don't know if this held everybody's attention for the entire.
0: It was time. Cheney who was watching the movie. He was snoring. <laughs> Which brings up a question I've been dying to ask you. Yeah. Do you think he'd see this movie? That's
1: what I've been do, wondering. Were
0: you wondering about that? I, I. has he, and if not, will he? He will never no,
1: comment on it. He
0: won't comment on it. But knowing his, what's going I, on his psyche inside him. Do you think he's the type of guy who'd be damn curious to see? No, All right, let's see what the I Hollywood elite thinks about me. No, that could I doubt be a motivation. It. I but doubt. I no but I I agree with you. I I think he would avoid it. I think he would
1: avoid it. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd, ah, it's all just fucking trash, and just move on. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Vice. Did you good uh, title? One of the uh, the documentary, political documentaries that I like the the most, is a documentary about Rumsfeld, and it's called the unknown known the, the known unknown it no, was that- an Errol Morris film it's a fantastic documentary about Rumsfeld and I felt like that I mean I, I know Errol Morris is pretty politically opposed to Rumsfeld and and the Bush administration but I felt like that film had some respect it showed well let's get down to why he did some of the things that he did and you know, he interviews Rumsfeld and and it's it's got an agenda, but it's still kind of like, let me, let's hear from him. Let's hear what he has to say about it. And I felt like that there was more respect there, even though you had a political agenda. And I, I, I hear what you're saying with this being snarky. It just felt like... Um, you can have a political agenda, yet still be respectful of your subject. Yeah.
0: That's and felt- what you're saying. And I agree. Yes. You can have that political agenda. In fact, I think documentaries should have... An agenda, but this
1: isn't a documentary. Well, I know, biopic. yeah, yeah. And a, and I, the other thing, There has think, to be a point of view. I guess here's here's the other problem. It felt like here's. I th- I think I'm getting more to how I felt about it right now. There's been a lot of discussion in politics about how we're becoming polarized, and that little capstone at the end in the real credits really embodies that. Yes. That, like, hey, we're all fighting. That's what's wrong with America. So the other side just needs to shut the fuck up. And we'll all be okay. That's right. kind of what it is. Right. It's like this. Right. We're all fighting, but this film is part of the fight. That's part of the problem. Yeah. That's it.
0: That's it. It's acknowledging the polarization, the divisiveness, but at the same time, this particular film is is adding fuel to mm-hmm. that.
1: There you go. I think yeah. that's part yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. And there's and and that hypocrisy is not lost on me. Although I couldn't express it until just this moment, I knew that it made me unsettled, and I think that's, that's it. why. That's it the film is adding to the problem. Yeah. Boom. That's it. Agreed. And it, if you're going to make something so stylish and potentially accessible to people and you're trying to sway them to, to basically say, hey, this side of politics is tainted and fucked up and dumb and power hungry and you're not showing them what their real motivations might be, it's kind of dishonest. It's irresponsible. I mean, you you have an opportunity to educate and if you're going to go for such a, a, a topic... I don't know. I feel like it's irresponsible. I think so. It might have been better suited if he was to speak in metaphor. If he was to Mm -hmm. talk about a vice principal and set the whole thing in a high school and he could Hmm. make his commentary thinly veiled. You know what I mean? That might be a little little
0: easier to do what it is that he's wanting. It's more sophisticated what you're saying. It would be less base. Yeah. That would be more lofty. Right. And then
1: that way we can understand what he's getting at. Um, without having to uh, directly say that this guy, but if you're going to say this guy now, there are people that are going to go see Vice. They're going to think that Dick Cheney had no idea about politics until Donald Rumsfeld coached him up. Yeah, well, and it, that's silly. That's that's dumb. So anyway, that, that right. I think is my problem.
0: Yeah, good. So should we slide into uh, money shots or anti? But before we do, do you... I want to know: Did you like this film? I I li- I found it entertaining. I, I was i was on board for the ride but again it bothered me with the agenda and um yeah I liked it but there were things
1: that bothered me like we've been articulating I think i liked i, I think I feel the exact same way you do i think I liked the film I just didn't like some of the messages behind the film is yeah. that is that appropriate absolutely to
0: say? absolutely I like how the movie was mounted. I like the playfulness to women. It worked for me. I thought it was very entertaining. It was certainly well made and well acted and yeah, with incredible makeup. Well acted, yeah. yeah. All these are pluses. But again, you know, just think about that agenda and how this sways people's perceptions of what they think to be real. That's irresponsible.
1: Hmm. Wow. All right. Well, let's move into, uh, you want to do money shots? You which, one, do, okay. which one should we do first? Whatever you want.
0: Oh, wow. I'm making
1: this call? Yeah.
0: Wow. I should consume money shots.
1: Money shots. Yeah. All right. You want me to go first? You want to you, go? Who's going to go? You go first. Robert. Okay. Uh, I think very clearly the the big gag in the middle of the film with the Cheneys starting to raise prize golden retrievers <laughs> yeah. and the uh, the whole film kind of coming to this fake conclusion is definitely a money shot that will stick in my mind. But uh, for me, I, my, it's a trick. It's a device. Yeah. But you liked it. Yeah. But for me, the, the big money shot is probably Christian Bale's little monologue at the very end. Nice. Where he turns to the camera and he kind of explains the motivations. And I think that's probably what will stick with me the most.
0: Right. Nice. Yeah. In addition to the ones that were just said, I want to mention um, where he, uh, Chaney, is gargling in the bathroom, (laughs) mulling it over about should he pursue this or not. And it's a long shot, and he's squishing the Listerine in his mouth, and then he gargles it very loud, and we finally watch him spit into the sink as he's mulling over this important decision. I like that. My buddy shot. Also, the obvious one too, which has been promoted quite a bit. We saw it in the trailers. Was where they're eating the chicken dinner outside oh, yeah. with Bush. Was and it ribs or whatever? Ribs, ribs, all over yeah, space. ribs. And yeah. it was. It showed Bush as a doofus, mm-hmm. as a doofus. And but it was still a well orchestrated scene. Yeah, I just enjoyed that. Plus the ones that you acknowledged too. Yeah, and again, at the very end of the movie, uh, showing the polarization. And when we had the focus group talking about this is what's wrong with America, I thought, well, this is the nut of the film. This is the crux.
1: I'm sorry to jump on what you're saying. You said showing Bush as a doofus. Well, well, he is. He's being shown as a doofus. I think you're right. I think the, the issue with that is people think that Bush and apparently everyone who worked for him, who just let him be railroaded by Cheney, were all stupid, ignorant people. The the reason why a lot of Bush's people left office and Cheney Rumsfeld people kind of took over is because Cheney and Rumsfeld people were experienced. They had been in there in the Nixon White House. They'd been around for a long time, along with Ford. Everything they they'd been in those positions, and a lot of Bush's people hadn't. So when it comes to more experienced people, what's Bush to do but say, listen. You're a good friend of mine. You came up with me from Texas, but this ain't Texas. This is the United States. Right. We have to be making the right choices for the right people. And something that they never touched on, you know, they're making it seem like, uh, you know, oh, we just we need to go invade Iraq just because it's Iraq. They never gave real motivation for that. Saddam Hussein was killing thousands of people. He was murdering his own uh, his own people, gassing them, and anyone who was politically opposed to him. He needed to be stopped. He had threatened America openly, and. I guess it's bothering me that those aspects were never brought up. Sorry to keep going back to this political. No, you're al- right element, because
0: at that time the powers that be had legitimate arguments why we should go in there, even though we found out later there were no
1: weapons of mass destruction. Sure, yeah.
0: But there there was a motivation and there was intelligence. Ma- maybe they said, lied to
1: the the country. I you know yeah, I I think no. there's still some debate about that. I, I do. Too. I think. I think they believed that they had it. I, I don't think they lied. I think they right. thought that that's what was going right. on, right. Um, and that's why they said, "Listen, we we need to go in and right. do it." Right. And there, I, people say, "Well, that's a lie. It's not a lie. It's bad information." Right. Or you know, uh, pushing maybe pushing your uh, intelligence community to make decisions. That aren't fully based. It's like it's not fully baked. I guess is one to not say. not
0: fully it. baked, but something had to be done. If you're gonna do it, do it right away. Right. And like, hey, at we we gotta time, get moving. On that, this, you can make the argument. At that time, it seemed to be the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, yes, it was false pretenses, but right. I don't think it was malicious. It wasn't I think it, was... it wasn't done intentionally. Right. There you go. That's you what go. I think. I
0: but I a mean, lot of people disagree with what we're saying. I
1: yeah. I totally understand yeah. that. Yeah. But I I don't think that they're being fair, even for what they're quote-unquote fake intentions were. Because, I mean, Bush is saying, look, this is a really bad dude. There's a reason why we needed to go in here and, and stop. And then if we just pull out and, and leave everyone, ISIS takes over, and that's exactly what happened. right? If this was such a bad idea to invade Iraq, why was it that when Obama came in, he campaigned on the promise that we would pull out of Iraq, and it took him like two years to do it? Right. Because it was a mess. It right. was a quagmire. It right. was this whole, like, how the fuck do we get out of here? Because if we pull out the whole the whole governmental system implodes and that's exactly what happened. And then we had to go back in and try to sort that shit out. That's right. That's right. Because that's always the hardest part about conquering any nation is stabilizing the region. It's not hard to topple the dictator that's in charge. You know, one bullet will fix that, but then what do you do now that you're in control of the country? Right. Right. And I guess at
0: that time it was the smart choice. At that time, it was the right. And thing it was to a do. choice. It at was the a time. choice. And right. I think it was we the choice that they sang, felt was the best. was horror. He tortured so many of his own people. Right. I'm mean, saying I mean, His soccer. A- the whole yeah. soccer team. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's yeah. fucking. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And we're just supposed to let that go on. And right. It's like okay, well, you've got these human rights violations, and and no, the UN's not going to do anything, and you know, they're they're the United Nations will just sit there and twiddle their thumbs, and more people die. Yeah. So who's going to do something about it? Well, it's always the United States.
0: Right. Even though we know now on hindsight, 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 evidently there no, were no weapons of mass destruction. All right, but
1: he was, he was but, killing people uh, who were running against him in elections and free and open elections, right? They just mysteriously have a heart attack in the middle of the night or, or be in a car accident the next right. day. And it's like, uh, okay, this is fucked up. I mean, it's, it's not like this is being run correctly. It's all messed up. The guy needed to be toppled and there needed to be some sense of, of respectable government put into place. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I, don't so know. That I, I just feel like that's that not being gen- depicted right. in in the film. Instead, right. in the film, it was just kind of hey, I, my my dad didn't like Iraq, so I hate right. Iraq too. Right, right. Uh, what the, what sense does that make? Right. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Again, altering perception
0: and snarky. All right. All right. So, is it an anti wave movie? I've been looking forward to having this talk with you. I want you to, you know how I usually rattle off two
1: or three reasons why I feel it is. Yeah. You go first this time. Yeah, I think I think this is definitely anti-wave. Look, you got a lot of you have a lot of devices that are not normal. I mean, they're playing with the structure of film. Agreed. They're critiquing uh, the structure of the film. You don't have a. Uh, I, I think you you got to say the main character is an anti-hero. I mean, he's he's someone that we're with. It's a great example of someone that you're not really rooting for, but you're following the entire way, and you're vested in the entire time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, someone who's not nice, not likable, but we're on board.
1: And then his best friend is similar. So it's not like there's another character who he's bouncing things yeah. off of. The closest that you get, and even his wife is a, a little like that, too. She's kind of got some hard edge to her. I was trying to get a handle on the wife.
0: That was, she was an interesting character, the way she was depicted in the film.
1: I mean, the, the closest that you could come to someone who would be in a, uh, a leftist's viewpoint a typical hero would be his lesbian daughter, right? And she did nothing but be gay. Uh, and so she was really just more of a device. She didn't right. really have much of an art to her other than just, you know, she came out as gay and that was about her only storyline, right? Yeah.
0: Interesting you're seeing this more anti-wave than I think I am.
1: Uh, well, so I think you, it's... Uh, you're
0: giving reasons why it is, and I have those same reasons you're mentioning. Well, why is it not? It's a Hollywood movie. Yeah, look who the director is. Yeah, look what the director has done. It's. I don't some... take that into consideration. Yes, it does. Pass. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, no. no, we disagree on this. Uh. Uh-uh. So wait, a... wait,
1: wait, wait. You're saying that Steven Spielberg is not capable of making. I'm not saying not
0: capable, but I'm looking at the track record of the people involved. You got A-list celebrities. Yeah, I right? no, you... agree with, you... that, okay. with this film, but okay. I don't
1: care about previous stuff.
0: Okay, but I'm saying that who the director is, his ethos, his reputation, it's Hollywood. I'll take that. Okay? I'll take that into all consideration. All right, all right. Oh, thank you. So the director's ethos, is reputation, we've got some big Hollywood stars in this film. And um, all that is non-anti-wave, obviously making it anti-wave that we've got a film where the lead is, I'm going to say despicable, but I'm putting it in quotes. I'm putting that word in quotes because we're not sure how despicable he really is. Um, Also the fact that there were no weapons of mass destruction, like, mm, but this is all making quote bad choices. I'm putting that in quotes for the reasons we already articulated. This too could be anti-wave the spirit of the film what we already spoke about the way it's put together uh the whimsical playfulness tongue-in-cheek manner is anti-wave not conventional storytelling mm-hmm. so these are reasons why it is anti-wave but on a scale i want to i want to hear your number you're gonna go
1: we'll it at the same time
0: You're <laughs> you're gonna be hired you're gonna be two points higher than i
1: so should I purposely oh. lower what? my score? No, 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 no. So we're
0: going to say it at the same time? Uh, no. On the count okay. of three? What? No. All right. What You want to
1: try it? All right. Okay. One, One two, three. and Four point three. three. Oh. What? No, I'm kidding. Would you say? Uh, no, oh. I'd say about a seven.
0: Yeah. See, I, what'd I say? Four point three. Yeah. Interesting. You're giving this a seven. Maybe an eight.
1: It's pretty anti-wave.
0: I feel the like- style, The style is- This is not typical Hollywood. It's not typical Hollywood. Well, there you go. But it's a Hollywood but it's a Hollywood movie.
1: Yeah. Do you see what... I, Hollywood money makes it less anti-wave. But, I don't know. To me, this feels like it's not your typical old biopic. Agreed. But that does not
0: alone make it anti-wave movie. But okay. All right. Well, let's just say with Amy Adams, Christian Bale, Sam Rock, all these... Yeah. You know, well. Hmm. All right. You're sticking with your seven? Yeah. I'm sticking I'm with my... I'm going to say seven for, and a half. Ugh. I'm holding at four point three. All right, I might go up to five, but no higher. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Vice. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I like one-word titles.
1: Yeah. Are you aware? And we- I like the title. It's got this double meaning. I think it's yes, pretty good. Yes, it does have a it's double memorable. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Are you aware that we
0: skipped the weekend review? mm Hmm.
1: We week did. Weekend review.
0: Huh. Last week? Oh, today you mean? Yeah, just oh, yeah. now. Oh, my just bad. Now. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. What did you, you see this week? Wait, 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 wait. Some are old, some are new. We now present the Week in Review. All right. Um, who's going to go first? Uh, I'll go first. You go first.
1: You know what I saw this week? Tell us. Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. You know,
0: was that Sam Peckinpah? Yeah, it was. Ah, Sam Peckinpah at his best. I love the title. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, How does that hold up?
1: It doesn't. Huh? It's one of these films that uh, it really needs to be remade. And it's weird because we're always, everybody's remaking older films. Let me even phrase this. They're making good films, good older films. And they need to be remaking films like this. Because it's got some nuggets in there that are like, oh, that's pretty cool. But a lot of it is just kind of the, man, it's trapped in the 70s. It's just, it's total 70s. It's a 70s film. And it needs to be updated. Did he do that before or after The Wild Bunch? After I believe uh, yeah. wasn't it Wild Bunch late sixties or early seventies? Yeah, yeah. Satin, pack, and ball. Pretty, pretty sure. Can you find out when was the Wild Bunch? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess sixty eight. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And I th- I think Alfredo Garcia was like seventy four or something like that. So we'll find out. In I never saw it. Never saw it. No, I what, was Wild aware bunch of it. Or... No, the Wild Bunch I saw. Spring yeah.
0: bring me the head of. But I sure love that title. Yeah. What a ballsy
1: title. Yeah. It's pretty good. 69, Wild Bunch? 69. <laughs> and then one was uh, Bring Me the Head of Alfred Garcia. Let's find that out. All right, Ira, what did you see this okay,
0: week? Okay, I saw a couple of movies. I saw a film that has been scorched by media, by critics and people alike, and I thought it was sweet. Do you ever hear of a movie called The Space Between Us? Does that mean anything? Yeah, Not I never The saw Distance it. Between no, Us, I, I which still... is a documentary. Yeah. But this is The Space Between Us. It's a romantic science fiction. What was it? 70? 74 74 for bringing right, the head right. of Ferrician. Yeah. Um it was a um a romantic science fiction movie Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman was in it. A boy who was raised on Mars, the first child born on a foreign planet and he has to go back to Earth. He falls in love with a girl. He can't uh, he can't adapt to the ways on Earth and he has to go back to Mars and it's 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 heavy-handed. It's sugary, it's sweet, but I didn't think it was deserving of all the horrible, horrible reviews that it got. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 17%. Oh, wow. So that's like one of the lowest I've ever seen for a major film. But I, I, it, it did what it was supposed to do, so I saw that film. I also watched a major chunk last night of... I, lim- by but, the way, yeah. just
1: to put a button on it, can, producer Joe, can you look this up on Rotten Tomatoes? I think Welcome to Marwin is getting lower scores than that. That is it? Yeah. Of this we've got to know. Yeah, look it up yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes and find out. But yeah. I, I know for and a I while, hope it is w- Welcome to Marwin. For a while, got a zero percent. No, yeah, on Rotten to- on Rotten Tomatoes. Has that ever happened? Uh, like, oh, yeah. do- I thought one is the
0: lowest you can go. No, and no, no.
1: That- the do you understand how yeah, the explain reviews- it again? You.
0: This is, I know what it is. It's a give it a thumbs up or a thumb. Are you talking about the critics
1: or the audience? The the numbering. This yes. The one, zero to 100% is an amalgamation of how, what what reviewers are saying. So if one person watches the movie and yeah. gives it a thumbs up. It would have 100%. It would have 100%. Right, right. If one person watches it and it has a thumbs down, it'll have a 0%. Right. And if one gives a thumbs up and one gives a thumbs down. And you're at 50%. But
0: I want to say that that's misleading. It is. It is misleading. Yeah. When we look at the percentage, people have a false impression of what that means. Yes. Yeah. So what? what is the answer? 26%.
1: 26%. Oh, all right. All right.
0: So 26%. Hey, also, did you happen to see a movie called Limitless?
1: Did you ever see that movie? Maybe. Wait, oh, was this... this- Brad, was Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. It was fun. Where he had like the injection whatever. Yeah, 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 he took his pills, made him pills, super smart. Right. Yeah. Stock
0: market and so on. And it was uh, uh, 2011. And it was just a, a popcorn movie, but I thought it was fun. Mm. Yeah, so I saw Limitless also. That's what I saw. Hey, Robert, you sent me a YouTube. You sent me a really cool YouTube, and I'd like you to talk about, about uh, an analysis of uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. And tell us. Tell us. Remind us of what it is. I want to talk to you about that.
1: So the premise of the YouTube video was that Ghostbusters is truly a film about nothing. <laughs> yes. And the argument that the video uh, makes is that none of the characters arc. Uh, there's no real... Uh, there's no real... Here it comes theme. Yeah, there's no theme. theme. There's no one arcs and no one. Ha- there's no theme that's pursued. It's not about anything. anything. And he says that the closest that it really gets is about maybe class structure. And so I was reading in the comments and somebody made a good argument that it is about building yourself up and and about hard work and, <laughs> and and making like your business come to life. And there is something there, but man, that's really reaching. It it's a really good point. And uh, the YouTube uh, YouTuber that made the video he he says several times. Look, I'm not attacking the film. This is one of my favorite films, and he says that's kind of the point, which is there's no real theme here, and yet it's still a good movie, and that's a really interesting concept. It's
0: a fascinating premise. He said, other than entertain, and the movie does indeed entertain. Yeah, and this brings up a wonderful discussion point about are movies. Should movies do more than just purely entertain? Should there be either an arc, growth, or a theme that's explored? And his point was that didn't happen here. It's just a story. And that's, that's a really interesting question. Other than to entertain, should movies have an obligation to have a, a point of view, a thesis, something worth exploring, or seeing an arc in a character?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he also makes the. Somebody else was writing in the comments about Pulp Fiction. I think you could say the same about Pulp Fiction. I don't really know that that's a film about anything. It just kind of, it's about stuff that happens. There's nothing really to take away from it. And yet, purely satisfying. I really liked Pulp Fiction. And uh, even upon viewing, subsequent viewings, I still walk away from it going, that's really satisfying. But what's it about? I don't really know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a fascinating video. Thank you for sending me that. And it was only like, what, 10 minutes long or something? Yeah, so
1: I, I guess just... I'd like to pose a, a question to our audience. If anybody has any suggestions as to, A, what is Ghostbusters about? Or if anybody has any other films that they can think of that aren't about anything, right, there's no right. discernible theme, I'd be interested to know that. The guy was very articulate
0: in that in that short YouTube video and he said it's not about anything that movie and he said now don't get me wrong there's a story of course there's a story but that's all there is nothing else was explored that there could have there was a great opportunity here for there could have been
1: a theme something that was that he talks about the differences between science and religion and uh, and different class structures and even did he touch on some racial structures as well I can't remember if he he talked about that but uh, there were there's a lot of themes that are set up, but never really paid off. Interesting idea. It is,
0: yeah. This is somewhat unrelated, but I want to mention, too, that this has been brought up, this argument, that in the first Indiana Jones movie, that Indiana Jones, Dr. Jones, the character himself absolutely this is did. raiders
1: of the lost ark you're talking about yes right?
0: yes yeah raiders of the lost ark he did absolutely nothing to resolve the problem at the end the nazis faces would have melted anyway if indiana jones the character was not in this film it would have ended the exact same way yeah. he did no good and this has been analyzed as a fascinating flaw of the movie it's true yeah it would be a flaw it's funny isn't it yeah
1: he's inconsequential
0: yeah he doesn't <laughs> matter you sure don't walk out of the theater thinking that. Uh,
1: did you ever see the uh, Big Trouble in Little China? I no, I didn't. Uh, do you know what the film I'm talking about with Kurt Russell? Yes, it was I sure a, do. Um, John Carpenter film. It's interesting if you watch it because uh, I'd seen it and then someone told me this and then I went back to rewatch it and went, "Wow, it's true." Kurt Russell's character, the main character, does absolutely nothing heroic the entire <laughs> time. He does. It's everybody else that That's does funny. heroic stuff. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. That's very funny, and I think that is a flaw. Is it? It's interesting anyway. I, I, I don't even know if that's on purpose, but I'd like to find I wonder, out. I wonder that John Carpenter kind of seems like the kind of guy who would be like, let's just not have him do anything <laughs> yeah. heroic. Uh, but man, that's, I find that fascinating.
0: Hey man, who died this week? Ah, are you saying it's time for her? Gotta tell you, unfortunately we must. The following people, they'd unturn to dust. Want to mention the following people in the industry who passed away this week? We lost uh, 83-year-old American actor, Frank Adonis. He was in Goodfellas.
1: And what an Adonis.
0: That, what an Adonis. Herb Ellis, 97-year-old American actor. He did a lot of TV, but he was also in The Killing, the mm. Kubrick movie, and The Fortune Cookie. I love that film, Robert. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, 1967 and um, with, with Walter Matthau. Jer O'Leary, 70s, in his 70s, Irish actor. He's in the movies Michael Collins and in The Name of the Father. We also lost Robert Kerman, 71-year-old American actor. He did porn, lots and lots of porn, but he also had small parts in Hollywood movies. I heard
1: he had no small parts.
0: Ah, he was in Debbie Does Dallas, and he was also in a movie called Cannibal Holocaust. But he also was in the following films, Goodbye Girl, No Way Out, and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man.
1: Do you know Cannibal Holocaust? Do you know what that no. film's famous for? Are you familiar with that movie? It,
0: no. It, it, it's famous for... You know for... who directed it? I know this. What? St- Stallone's son. What? He was doing a lot of... This guy was doing a lot of porn that Stallone's son who died Cannibal was Holocaust directing.
1: was famous for supposedly actually killing an actor. Uh, there was like a... Uh, Snuff. Yeah. It turns out they didn't. They used a very realistic uh, model, but there were these cannibals that were that killed somebody and put their head on a pike or whatever and uh in in the scene a wow. lot of people thought that it was a real body
0: wow I remember those stuff movies are coming out. Yeah, this guy was quite a character. Again, a lot of porn, but he then he had small parts in these big budget movies as well. Mm. Robert Kerman. We lost to 80, 97-year-old Borg uh, Borg Ring, a Danish animator. He won an Oscar for Anna and Bella mm. in 1985. Yeah. We also lost a Swedish actress. Wow, I'm going to have a, Agnita Ekemir, And she was in nice. Kentucky Fried Movie. I love that movie. Yeah. And The Island at the Top of the World. And Winter Kills. I love that film. I never saw it. Winter Kills. Uh, John Huston was in that film. And you know what? I'm going to do something a little bit different. The Dead Corner Spotlight Award this week goes to no one. I felt no one was deserving of our coveted Spotlight Award. And by the way, also Kirk Douglas died. Well, that's pretty
1: comprehensive. I don't think Kirk deserves that award, so that's it. Okay, good. Well, he's already won before. Yeah, enough already. You know what I mean? That dude is still <laughs> alive. How many weeks have I been saying this dude what? is still fucking alive? Who? Kirk Douglas. What are you talking about? He, he, until this week <laughs> it's crazy okay good um 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 and hey this week a- we're not gonna do a game you know what we're gonna, what do, are we gonna do instead we are gonna we're gonna look back through some of the the podcasts that we've done this, this year, year and we're gonna briefly talk about what were some highs and maybe some lows so not the movies but really about well, maybe the movies. Maybe the movies too. But also some of our guests and uh, you know, some of the just some of the stuff that we've done this year. We have a list of every podcast, every
0: film we've done in the last two weeks. Yeah. This is wonderful. So Robert, what comes to your mind? Well,
1: uh, I think I think probably the, the biggest highlight for me was, was having the subject of the film, film you're, worker taking in, my, yeah, I mean, you're
0: Taking my number one. How could right, having
1: God. Leon in studio Man. not be Wow It was incredible.
0: What and again, this was the film um, Film worker Yeah Film worker Liam he,
1: came in here He was the subject of the movie It was about him And spoke to us at great length About great. being Kubrick's assistant Assistant to his film assistant For what 35 or something like that yeah. And just uh, told us all about what it was like To work with Kubrick And to basically carry on the legacy uh, But I, I really enjoyed that Absolutely
0: moment. That was an incredible podcast Because of him I remember all the deleted scenes, the outtakes, that he was ordered by Kubrick to burn them, destroy them. Yeah. And when he told that story, yeah, throwing him into a fire pit. And your reaction? All I, this...
1: and, and just so uh, so anyone wants to know, that's episode 102. That was November 20th, 2018. But you know, sure. something, uh, somebody else that we had that came in that uh, I really enjoyed a lot, just because uh, is one of my... One of my heroes was episode seventy from April third, twenty eighteen. That was Ryan Katner from Use Your Delusion. I didn't even mention that, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I really enjoyed having him in here, and this was a documentary that was all about uh, Ryan's band, uh, Man Man or Honus Honus, as he performs. So it's it uh, it's all about his tour and trying to kind of get some musicians who'd never really been on tour kind of taking them on the road with him and, and appealing to his fan base and what it was like to be on tour with a band. I really enjoyed that. Right. That's great. And again, it was episode
0: number? 70. Yeah. That's great. People can scroll back. They're all there online, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I was thinking also about, not the movies per se, because we've already done that, but the guests that we had. Yeah. I was really pleased with the guest we had with the last movie star, and we had the casting director in
1: here. Yeah, Brandon uh, Brandon,
0: Brandon He was great. Yeah. He was great. He gave us such insight. And again, that was um, episode seventy-five. We did it on May fifteenth of uh, two thousand eighteen. And uh, other guests too. Uh, for sorry to bother you, uh, we had the um, the editor of that film, right? Good. Yeah. And that was also quite good. That was episode 84. We did that July 16th. And these guests just really stand out in my mind, but especially Leon with Filmworker. Wow, that was just that was just incredible. What were some of the better films that
1: we'd seen this year?
0: Well, the one that the one that blew me away was we had it paired off with Three Perfect Strangers, and you asked that we could please see another movie in addition to that, and that was the movie Enemy. Yeah. I cannot thank you enough. And, um, again, I know I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but I loved it with Christine and I, of course, were polar opposites with our take on the film. Robert, you were smiling, just listening to us go back and forth. That movie just did something to me, and I'm begging people to watch it. I think it's underappreciated. And let me just say that the ending, on a gut level, it works. It Mm -hmm. works. It just works. And it's a very intelligent, well-made film. Yeah. Yeah, starring uh, Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal. I I just want to remember...
1: I also want to re- go back and remember episode 61 from January 30th. Almost a whole year ago, we had Sonny Bowling in here, and she talked about The Ballad of Lefty Brown. Yeah. She was the casting director for Another casting film. director. And not only was she a great guest, but the film was also really, really good. I, I enjoyed Agreed. that film a lot. Agreed.
0: A movie we... Somewhat disagree on is Harold and Lily in a Hollywood love story. No. You remember my strong reaction to that. And you thought it was good, but it should be a short. I did. You said it should be 43 minutes long, yep. not an hour and a half. Uh, we did that was episode 77 on May 29th. Uh,
1: the Florida Project was oh, really Oh, I'm wrong. Stopped. I want remember to correct
0: that? something. What? That was episode 78 on June 5th. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh, so The Florida Project. Oh, I love that film. Yeah, that yeah, was episode that. 64. Uh, what else did we watch? We watched uh, Chappaquiddick. I really liked Chapter McWinnick a lot. Yeah. That was, uh, what, episode 73? The Writer, episode 74. We went on a little run there. We were just watching dynamite film after dynamite Absolutely, film.
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah. Um, what else?
0: What I, else? I liked our visits to the last bookstore. I did. And I'd like to go back there soon. Uh, we saw Can You Ever Forgive Me? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was episode 99 on October 30th. And um, we had a number of gems, didn't we? Yeah. We had quite a few. Look, I, Tanya, you know, and. I, Tanya, I believe that wasn't even nominated for Best Film. Am I correct in that? Uh, I don't I think, think it was nominated. I thought it was. Am I wrong? Well, Producer Joey anyway, will find out. I, Tanya, was
1: that nominated for Best Picture? I think picture it wasn't
0: even nominated. Or maybe she wasn't nominated for that Actress. That might be it. That's it. She wasn't nominated for Actress, one of those two. But I thought that was a real satisfying movie.
1: And one of the other polarizing uh, films that we saw that I really liked that you really hated was mid-90s then episode 100. You, I didn't hate it. Oh, you did. I didn't You hate it. hated it. It's you just said, a
0: whining little bitch girl and I wanted to slap
1: her. No, 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 no. That was eighth grade. Mid nineties was the skateboarding Oh, film. the
0: skateboarding one. Yeah. Well that too was about a kid's I wanted to just bitch slap and okay. say get her
1: <laughs> Uh all right. So Wait, oh yeah, she did she won for what? Best Actress. A oh, not nominations? Can you I can't read what that is. Can you find out whether she was just let me know if, if she was nominated or not and then whether Tanya was i tanya was nominated for best picture
0: okay all right um you're, you're right though the skateboarding one yeah
1: mid 90s yeah yeah mid-90s. eighth grade was good eighth i think grade. we agreed on it more
0: or less we agreed on Gigi. it but her whininess did get to me yeah yeah i was saying oh yeah get over it the I, I like the pool scene in that movie so these are just some of the films but we all <laughs> okay now let me ask what you. what 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 i'm looking at all the movies we have quite a Quite a year, didn't we?
1: What was the prettiest film you saw? Oh, the most beautiful cinematography?
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. I need a second to think. Yeah, just do hmm. Uh either the Pope movie or Isle of Dogs. Just
1: kidding. Uh. so was it nominated or no? It was three nominations, one winner. So did it was it nominated for Best Picture or no? Okay, so it was not nominated. It professor. was not. Isn't
0: that something? No. I Tanya was not. That's what I meant to say. The prettiest, the most beautifully photographed movie.
1: I got to give it to Roma. I thought Roma oh, was incredible.
0: I forgot. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, that was right. Yeah, December 4th, 2014. I loved what I've said to you, Robert, mm-hmm. that again, and I think I'm sure you're on board with what I said. The depth of field was generous, where everything was in focus. Yeah, yeah. And your eye was darting all over. And again, we've been pleading with our viewers to please see it in the theater. Don't watch it streaming on Netflix. You're doing yourself a disservice. What about the best acting? The best acting? Wow. You keep talking. I'm going down my list. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of good movies. Well, okay. You know what? What? I think it would be one of two. Pope Francis? (laughs) (laughs) Those inserts really bothered me when they read. Yeah, um they were pretty bad. Uh, the, um, the Churchill movie, The yeah, Darkest that Hour. That's that was uh, episode 58, January 9th. That was our second one that we did this year. And then at the other end, I'm bookending it with, with Vice. Really? Well, he yeah. was incredible. Was there, so yeah. here we have two political stories where they're both iconic people, and yet... The makeup was astounding, as well as the acting skills in both those two
1: films. You know, there's two other films that I, I don't sleep on: The Writer, which is episode 74. That was really good acting. Do you remember that was the the uh, the rodeo? But then also episode 81, Borg versus Mac I love that movie, man. Those I guys love were that good. Film.
0: Both of them were excellent actors. And again, I'm not a fan of him. Yeah, but but man, that was a good movie. Yeah. I know, yeah. Let's see, actors, cinematography, some of our favorites. Yeah. Some of, we, it was uh, quite a year. Oh, we can't forget about Kirk Cameron Connected. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. All, okay. right. All right. Well,
1: All right. There you go. We went kind yeah. of do a little review of the films. I that like seen? that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: As we're winding down this year. Hey, man, you want to do top five? Top five and hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five.
1: Okay, our top five this week is top five. What, Ira? Oh, I know the top five favorite political movies. Political movies. Political movies. All right, what do you got? You want to oh, go first? Oh
0: boy! Mm-mm-mm. I'll go first.
1: You're gonna go first, okay? All right. Um, coming just off, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a scoop of ice cream real quick because I, well, you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait. My number five is I think it's gonna be on your list too. It's from 1991. Do you have anything on your list from 91? uh no wow i'm surprised now i i just got through kind of dogging on this movie because it has these political leanings that i not not only disagree with but i think that are irresponsible but there are some sequences in this film that are just amazing 1991 jfk yeah 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 the Would you stuff, say there's some sequences that are amazing? Yeah, I the whole sequence when he's in court, Costner's in court, and he's talking about what, um, what I was about to say, James Earl Jones, not uh, not John Wilkes Booth either. What the fuck's his name? Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Like what Lee Harvey Oswald did that day, he kind of recounts everything that he did, and we cut back to to um, Gary Oldman's uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, kind of. Going through all of the stuff that uh, that Ke- uh, Michael Keaton, man, I can't talk today. That Kevin Costner is talking about, it's it's absolutely beautiful. In those moments, the use of Super Eight footage versus thirty-five millimeter, it all makes sense. It's not so haphazard as um, as uh, Vice. Uh, well, no, I was going to say as uh, Natural Born Killers, where mm. it just almost seems unmotivated. Yeah. But here, it yeah. feels very motivated. It it plays and and works together to build. Uh, a conspiratorial feel. The music is incredible. The performances are great. It's a really fantastic film, JFK 1991. Nice, nice. All right. My number five. First, I'm going to do a cheat. I've yep. got
0: to acknowledge something with with a scoop. Driving over here, Robert, two films went through me, and they're not on my list, but I just need to say Election, which is politics in a high school. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I know so. I was more fond
1: of that movie than well, you were. Well, I was going to put Napoleon Dynamite on mine, and that's <sighs> politics yeah, in high school. yeah.
0: And the other was being there, and I thought, my God, I forgot being there. I, wonder, oh, I was... Am, is that on your... I'm list?
1: sure that was going to be your number
0: one. I'd like to change my... Li- All right. <laughs> my number one, by the way, you're going to dispute. Okay. I'm ready for battle number right. one. Right. My number five, The Candidate. The Candidate. This was Robert Redford, 1972. Yeah. Um, Michael Ritchie, who also did Redford in Downhill Racer, that skiing movie that I mentioned a few weeks ago. Did a
1: guy fall out the window in The Candidate? Wasn't there a guy that fell... Out of a window, or don't fell don't off a balcony. So. I can't remember. Maybe we can see it. Think so. I don't think it. So. Go ahead. Anyway,
0: so uh, and and for me, and by the way, it won the Oscar for best screenplay. And uh, what stood out in my mind was the last twelve seconds of that movie, where he wins. He wasn't supposed to, but he does. And when he turns to his advisor, with throngs of people cheering them, and Robert Redford says to his advisor, "What do I do now?" <laughs> and his advisor, said, "What?" What do I do now? Kind of like and then
1: the, that kind of like going up to Rumsfeld and going, "What do th- we?" It believe? is similar to that. Yeah. It is similar to that.
0: And I watched that in the theater in 1972, and it just shot through me like, "Well, we won. Now, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Now, what do we do?" At any rate, I thought that was a really good movie, and that's my number five, Robert.
1: My number four is from 1939. You know what it is? Oh, of course, that's on my that's list. It's on your too. list too. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Mister Smith goes to Washington. What a classic, man! Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it does such a good job of explaining to the character, but also to the audience what the role of Congress is, how it works, and... Filibuster. Yeah, the whole filibuster, yeah. and uh, it, it, it just holds up, man. Right. And it makes everybody kind of, um, oh, gee golly, shucks, you know, that you should just do what's right for America, and this kind of uh, good good vibes kind of thing. And it's it's very unrealistic, but I like it. Country Kid. Yeah.
0: The Country Kid, right? That's really nice, Robert. Was that your number four? My number four. That's your number four. My number four, Dave. No? (laughs) I like this film, Dave, 1993. Ivan Rittman at Reitman, and this is uh, Jason's Pop. Jason's Pop, who did a lot of notable movies. Kevin Klein. Sigourney Weaver uh, the premise seems really super uh, we, we have a president who no longer can function right. as president and so we have a, an exact double lookalike but the movie's better than what I just said it actually is more elevated than the sentence that I just said and I just love that film I thought it had a lot of heart. I once caught a fish. It was this big. Anyway, that's taken out of the movie where it's got the robot I, arms. Do yeah, you remember it. that I, I, I
1: didn't think you were just saying non-sequiturs. <laughs> Talk about your fishing But you remember tricks.
0: that scene? Yeah, of course. Robert.
1: I, I rewatched it not too long ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you like the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not one of your favorites. It's
1: okay. Okay. All right. What's your number three? 2006, The Queen. It's a great film about Queen of England. And basically, uh, like, her coming into power and kind of dealing with that power for the first time it's really interesting man it's it's great performances nice
0: it's my my scoop yeah oh yeah yeah i saw that in the theater when it came out it's one of my scoops it's beautiful absolutely absolutely my number three milk Mm. milk 2008 harvey milk a gay activist in san francisco i didn't much care for that film Uh, you didn't did you Mm. i did i was really moved by it i found it to be homework you thought watching it was homework, yeah. like you had a note to you had to fill in the blanks, or
1: no, he, it was just like an assignment. Like, assignment. Okay, really? now you have to watch Milk. And, oh okay. gosh,
0: no, we disagree. I thought Sean Penn was brilliant. You know, he won the Oscar. Yeah, he won the Oscar for that, and um, it actually won a couple of Oscars. James Franco is in the movie. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Gus Van Sant, and it was just a really powerful movie with a powerful ending. Uh, that's my number three.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. My number two is my favorite film. By Steven Spielberg uh, It's great M- Munich. Munich 2005 uh, Man, Munich is good it, To me, it's, it's when Spielberg takes the gloves off And uh, I like when he does that And I, I felt like he was doing that in parts in other films But for the whole film of Munich, he really goes for it And I really liked that film He didn't um, he wasn't trying to be Hollywood. He was trying to tell a really good story. And I, I feel like he's he has suffered in other films by being too commercial. And this was not meant to be commercial. It was meant to tell a very important story in a way that was organic to the story itself. You,
0: you liked it more than his Ready Player
1: One? <laughs> I'm going to pretend I didn't hear you say that. 2005's Munich. Great film. Nice, nice. As we said already, my number two
0: is uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Mm. Jimmy Stewart, 1939, all about dealing with the uh, corrupt political uh, system and filibuster. And here we have this this country kid, so idealistic, but it just works. Frank Capra at his best. It's
1: a gem of a film. My number one is from 2012, Zero Dark Thirty. Have you seen Zero Dark Thirty? I haven't. And it's a political movie? Yeah. It's all about the capturing of um, Osama yeah. bin Laden. Yeah. And really it's about the, um, the CIA woman who's trying to convince the president to go after him. And they, she's convinced that he's there. And, and it's all about the bureaucracy of trying to get the American government to move on this information. And look, we, we know they're obviously trying to find out where he is. And once they find him, move go and let's do this and not give him a chance to escape again and they're just very slow to to do anything and they're like, we have to be sure that's it's him and how sure are you and there's all these meetings and she's just going fucking bonkers. Like, it's fucking him. Can we please pull the trigger on this dude? It's a great film. The last... You actually referenced
0: that movie a few weeks ago and your example was about how the boss, the powers that be instead of the cliche. Yeah. Is, am I right? Being bristly and I'm gonna fight in love, but here... It was done in an intelligent way. Yeah, getting orders yeah. from up above. Yeah,
1: it was. It was See, very I what it's very. Remember It's very realistic. Yeah, that's uh, nice. James Gandolfini uh, plays her her boss and just like, no, we can't. We that's not how we do things. We just gotta. We have to be hundred percent sure. We can't half-ass this. Uh, but the last thirty to forty minutes are all just the raid right, of the compound, right, right, and it's breathtaking. It's very little talking. It's it, you feel like you're on the mission with right. them, and it's really good. Nice. Really good. What do you got? What's your number one? I'm ready for a battle here, all Robert. Right, here now we remember,
0: go. I've been lenient with you. We mm-hmm. let a few wiggle through, and I feel strong about this, but I'm, I'm ready for I'm, a battle. I've
1: got the no on the tip of my tongue, oh, ready no, to say, that doesn't count.
0: 1956, directed by Ilya Kazan, A Face in the Crowd. Okay. Wait. Now. All right. I don't think you saw I'm not sure it. if I I'm did. I'm not sure if you did. Uh, by the way, Andy Griffith was, a, the movie, he was incredible. It's an incredible movie, and it's all about a country bumpkin who become super powerful media celebrity.
1: Yes. I know. I haven't seen it, but I know the film.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Now, but having said that, with the whole thing about power and media, in a broad definition, can you appreciate this as being somewhat of a political movie?
1: Margaret Atwood says politics are what people do to each other. So I think you could almost argue that everything is political if you really get down to it. So if you want to take one of the Beethoven movies and say that, hey, here's a dog and that's that's political, I guess I can't say no, but... Uh, there's some that are certainly more political. And a
0: lot of people are saying that with what's going on now with our president here, we have a reality, see the parallel? A reality show, media darling, Mm -hmm. TV show that all of a sudden became president of the United States. And it is all about absolute power and corruption. So I think in that broad sense of politics, I'm on board with this, but I can tell from your body language, you're not. You're going to force me, I'll substitute substitute being there, which I wish I put on my list, but it's too late. Uh, Face the crowd, please see it. Please see it. Ilya Kazan at his best. Andy Griffith at his best. It's a real relevant movie. Hmm. A face in the crowd.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man, I wish you'd given me that for Christmas so I could have watched it.
0: Instead of a fern and a six-pack of Coke. The drink, Coca-Cola.
1: Wait, they have six packs of cocaine? (laughs) Well, in my hood, they do. Oh, wow gotta go where you go <laughs> hey man that's it we did it did yeah, we cover we it i, we I did think so it. wow this is good huh uh, i do want to say one yes. film that i i know get- oh wait scoops you're yeah. right uh, one film that uh i'm gonna get ripped on i'm sure but uh i really like 2012's uh game change which was all about sarah palin and i love that film i thought it was actually really it was a well good done. good movie yeah and it really depicted the problems that she had and kind of how they kept them under wraps. And how do we take this person who is just not built for this role and try to get her up to speed. And, and that's pretty dangerous because she's, she's just not meant to be vice president. She's not vice president material, but she's got, we got to educate her and she just had a hard time. And the training sequences where they're trying to get her to understand all of this information. She's like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. It's great. It's really interesting.
0: It was great. She was wonderful. Yeah. The lead. Um, God, what's her? Name? I know uh, who you're talking. My yeah, redhead, I'm freckles, yeah. and yeah. she's just wonderful in everything she does. Yeah. Well, Ju- Julie yeah. Julianne Moore. Thank you, thank you, Professor Joey. Uh, the others included the Queen. Mm-hmm. I had that down. The original Manchurian candidate, Wag the Dog. Uh, did you see
1: the newer one? Yeah, Manchurian I did. Candidate? I did. It's did all you? Right. Yeah, it, it it's done. okay.
0: But the original, uh, yeah. the movie Election, and also even I thought about 1984. The original movie, mm-hmm. na- the original movie, 1984. Um, Do you remember The Contender with the great Joan Allen? That was a movie that came out about 15 years ago. And that was a real intriguing film, backstabbing, behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, Jeff Bridges was in it. Ides of of March was really
1: good with um, Ryan Gosling and George Clooney. That was another really good one. one? Which one? Uh, Ides of March. Ides of March. Beware of the Ides of Mm March. I used to teach Shakespeare. Uh,
0: Being there, which I wish I had included. That's it. Good job.
1: All right. Well, I think we named every political movie. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> so, but if, if by chance we missed one or two, <laughs> which feel free I to let doubt. us know. You can send us an email to Robert at antiwavepodcast.com or. And slash or Ira at antiwavepodcast.com. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram, which is at antiwavepod. Yeah.
0: We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? You can find us on uh, Podbean. Are you ever going to say that smoothly <laughs> i'm never going to say it normally i can't uh on stitcher google play itunes and uh on a couple of these um platforms write
1: a, a few sentence review for us we'd appreciate it or if you want to throw us, us a couple bucks on patreon we're on mm. there too you can find us and uh give us a little bit of a little bit of cash to help the ship go all right so also i want to thank producer joey for doing a great job yeah joey <laughs> woo, woo. yeah next week we're going to be doing something a little special next week we're Yeah, we're talking about the new Black Mirror movie and that's uh that's called Bandersnatch. This is a feature film movie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's it's interesting because it's a choose your own adventure feature film. So, you and I are not going to see the exact same film. You've got to explain how this works. Well, what are there options? Which mm, movie, which version? Yep. It's going to be different. You're going oh, to make boy. you're going to make choices that I'm not going to make. Is it during it's not during the film. During the film? No. Oh, Ira, yeah. I've heard about this happening in the future,
0: like you the said. The future, future is, is now. Yeah, it's now.
1: Is are it, you serious? The future it'll is up? now. We, so to come up on the screen about the future is now so much that we're going to be eating Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots is now. It's the ice cream of the future, and the future is now. Dip Dippin' Dots. Yeah. Dippin' Dots. Oh what are Dippin' Dots?
0: All right, wait, until wait, next I week. Dots. Keep wait, watching I movies. Will I will help you sort them out.
1: I'm going to try to keep doing this podcast with you.